Okay, so we are continuing in our series, Learning the Laws of Tefillah. And this is hopefully the last of the shiurim that deal with pre-davening. The first was more philosophical about why daven, which in and of itself is its own series. Uh, the last time was on the Zemani Tefillah, the times for davening. And now we're going to begin with the, pre, the pre-tefillah. The Rambam in Hilchus Shabbos. In Hilchus Shabbos says as follows. Eze Kavod, what is considered a Kavod for Shabbos? Now, interestingly, the um, Gra of Elijah Kramer from Vilna points out, we throw around two terms, right? Two terms are bandied about Kavod Shabbos and Onik Shabbos. What is the difference between Kavod and Onik Shabbos? So at least for the Gra, for the Rambam at least, the Gra argues, Kavod are the things you do preceding Shabbos as you enter into Shabbos, such as we'll see, taking a shower, lighting candles, Various things we do to prepare for Shabbos. Onig is the things that take place on Shabbos, such as eating the meal, etc. So that at least that distinction exists for, for the Grah. Interestingly, once we're on the topic, not, not relevant at all, there is a discussion if Onig applies to Yomtif, or to Simchas Yomtif. So there's a Sefer out there called the Sefer Onig Yomtif. And Rabbi Feldman once said it's a Sefer that, about a topic that doesn't, doesn't exist. Because there's no Onig Yomtif. Okay. Don't want to throw that out there. Either way, Aza Kavod, what's considered proper Kavod for Yom Tif? And again, I want to stress Kavod here doesn't just mean respect and honor. It means having the appropriate um, mindset, have, exhibiting the appropriate uh, actions and, and mood as one approaches Shabbos. That's what we mean by Kavod here. It's about the whole avira, if you will, of how, how, you, uh, how you enter to Shabbos. To wash one's face, one's hands, and one's feet. Bechamen in hot water, which back in the days, as Zevi said to me recently, in the olden days when you were younger. I said, if you're telling me the old days when you're younger, we're in real trouble here. I said, what olden days? He goes, you know, the olden days. Either way. So, uh, in the olden days, washing... In general, it involved a lot of schlepping water, and washing with hot water was an even more laborious process. But this is something we, they, they, they extend themselves in order to come into Shabbos clean. Then he says, You should uh, wrap yourself in your talus and sit with covered rosh in a certain sense of like, uh, severity, a seriousness. In order to prepare yourself to accept the Shabbos like one accepts the king. Meaning to say, not running into shul as you're still buttoning up your shirt as the uh, bell tolls for shkia, but you should come in early and sit down, wrapping a talus, wrapping your talus, ready to accept the uh, the, the sh- that, like one one's accepting the king, like one's accepting the king. We're going to pick up on that in a second. Um, and then he adds, interestingly, the early 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 sages. They seem to say, come with us, let's go outside and greet the uh, Shabbos king, which is the source for Lichadodi, for Kabbalah Shabbos, about saying extra prayers and going outside, even in, in Tzvat, they actually walk outside. I've been there, it's beautiful. Okay. Says Zerbe Salavechik, why are we talking about the laws of Shabbos as we're talking in a Hilchus Tzvi Lashir? He says, because look at the, uh, the pattern of the Halachos. In Hilchas Tzfilah, in the laws of prayer, says the Rambam, when he's talking about, and we'll get more to it in a second, but when he's talking about the way one has to prepare for prayer, one has to prepare for davening, 
He says as follows. For prayer, for shachris, one should wash their face, their hands, and their feet. There you see it again. Why? And afterwards they should daven. The rabbi points out, I don't know where you come from washing your feet from. I knew a, 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 a guy, a holy rabbi, who used to wash his feet for davening. Um, he, but the rabbi says you should wash your hands and feet. He says, Ray Salvechik as follows. What's going on here? The idea of washing. He says, he says when the Rambam talks about the importance of the way we greet the Shekhinah, the Divine Presence, which happens on Shabbos, the Rambam delineates there's a covet, a respect. You should, wa- you, should get, you should wash up. You should uh, wash your hands and uh, feet. You should wrap yourself in a talus. It says the Rav, what the Rav what, when else do we meet the Divine? When else do we encounter the Shekhinah? During prayer, during davening. And therefore, the same way one washes in order to prepare for Shabbos, one should wash in order to prepare for Tzvila. The same way one wraps himself in a talus to encounter the Shabbos, one should wrap himself in a talus to encounter for Tzvila, which answers your question. Why do you say Shabbat the Melech? Because whenever we refer to God in, this, in, the, in the context of Tzvila, it's always Melech, it's king. What the Rav is saying, what's going to set the tone for the rest of this, this shir, is that when one goes to Davin, you're not merely saying words, but you're having an encounter with the divine. And therefore, just as Kavod is about preparing before Shabbos, so you enter the Shabbos with the proper mindset, so you should enter the Tefillah with the proper mindset. In fact, the Gemara tells us that one should only start to Davin when one is feeling a certain sense of awe and reverence. And quotes the Pasuk of Anibarov Chasdecha, Avobeisecha, Eshtachaveh, which is the Pasuk we say in Matovo. Why do we say this, 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 this interesting prayer of Matovu prior to Tefillah? It's in the Siddur. If you get there on time, you get to say it. Part of it is Tefillah from Bilam. So I saw the, the, um, the Baruch Sha'amar. The Baruch Sha'amar is a safe friend. Tefillah written by the Torah Tamim of Baruch Halevi Epstein, the son of the Nitziv, a very interesting character. He actually wrote a biography about his uncle, the Nitziv, which he translated to English and was put into Cherem. If you ever want your book to sell, get it put in Cherem. So when I publish a book, I expect you, Elliot, to put out a Pashkaville against my book, We'll split the profit. So that was the English translation. But he writes, again, what we're trying to do, we're trying to set the tone for davening by invoking the Pasuk that tells us the verse, once you come into daven and have a certain sense of fear and awe and reverence. Part of that is washing before davening, washing one's hands. If you look in the Mishnah Aruch and Simon Dali, it says, when, we wake, when one wakes up in the morning, you wash your hands. Why do you wash your hands? There are two reasons given. One is the, the Rashba, because we're a Bria Chadasha. Every day we're, we're, a new, we're a new person, a new being. We're, who we were yesterday, we're a new person now. Our, you know, our neshama, our souls go up to heaven at night, to some extent, whatever that means. God re- gives us a, a new lease on life each morning. We thank God for that. And therefore we wash our hands to symbolize we're someone new. That's one approach which would imply you should only wash in the morning. The other approach is, comes from the, uh, the rush. This is probably the more accurate approach halakhically, and that is cleanliness. You try to have a degree of cleanliness for your daven. When you're sleeping, your hands can go all over your body, touch places that are normally covered. You're supposed to wash your hands for that. That's really what, it, it, what it's about. If that's true, if that's true, so seemingly before every tefillah, you should wash your hands as well. And in fact, if you look in the Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch says in, uh, in Simon Reish Lamed Gimel, which is, not, which is laws of Mincha, not the laws of Shachris, if you have water, wash your hands in order to daven. You should wash your hands before davening. It could, so it could be the same, but we'll, we, might get, we might see that in a second. We'll, we'll see the we'll Shulchan Aruch in a second, but yeah. It's all the same idea of washing, although the vodas is also because we're trying to elevate Tahara. Okay, fine. 
Okay, and then he says, "Velo Important. We don't make a we don't make a brach on, on that on that washing. We wash wash your hands." And he says, um, "If you don't have wine, if you don't have you don't have water available, which again for us we always have water readily available, so you don't have to wash your hands, but you should." He says, "Also in Simon Tzadi Beis, this is now in the laws of Shachris." He says, "Tzarech lirachot yadav b'mayim." You even have to go and look for water for shachris. We're a little more stringent for shachris. The point being, well, there is an obligation to wash one's hands prior to tefillah in order to set the tone for, for tefillah. Now, why don't we? So I think, A, we should, we should try to do it. That's a very easy chumrah, uh, stringent to take on. Just wash your hands. But why do many not? So I asked a friend of mine, Rabbi Yitzchak Sultan, who is a Talmud of Rav Shechter, he said to me as follows. He said, we basically rely on the rush, that's for cleanliness, and most of the time, especially during the day, we can probably assume our hands are somewhat clean, are somewhat clean. Although, interesting, the Mishnah says if you wash your hands for a meal, you still have to wash again for, for, for davening, because it's a heightened level. Okay, so then he writes to me as follows. He, said, he says... Really, we should be machmir, as the Machaber, the Ramah, we just saw said so. The Rambam by Mincha and Marv as well. But, he said, Rabbi Salvage used to give a shear at Moriah um, Synagogue on Wednesday nights. And after shear, they would dive in Marv immediately. And because they start right away, he wouldn't have time to wash his hands. So what he would do is dive with them. And when they got up to Yura Enenu, Rabbi Salvage's custom was not to say that. He'd walk out then and wash his hands. And then, uh, Rabbi Sultan added on, I personally see many times of Sheikh to come from Shir and go straight to Mincha. I never saw him once stop to wash his hands. So certainly, again, if your hands are dirty, you have to wash your hands. If your hands aren't dirty, there's room to say not to. But I think this is, you know, we have a washing station right there. This is an easy, uh, an easy stringency to pick up on. So that's where washing hands come from. The next, the next part of kavod for, for davening, of having a proper uh, kavod and respect and awe and reverence for davening, comes up in the same discussion that Matobu mentioned, and that is how one dresses for davening which, as we know, is going to is vastly different depending on where you live, and it might be a generational thing as well. In fact, it probably is. You know, my grandfather will not walk out of his house without a hat. So whether it's a baseball cap or it's a, uh, you know, a fedora, that's, that's just, that's, he'll, he won't walk out. But where does this come from? So the Gemara Baruch says, he would do this Matsayan nafshe, whatever that means, and then he'd go daven. So what does that mean? Says Rashi, he'd wear Clothing, davening. Wear unique clothing, daven and clothing to daven. Um, similarly, the Gemara in Shabbos says that Rav Shadai gleam of a pachy yadav matzli He'd wear some sort of special sock in order to daven. What just daven the sandals? Wear some special sock to daven, like an, like an eved before his master. What's the idea behind this? So, if you look in Shulchan Aruch, this is a, on the second page. The Shulchan Aruch says, and this is kind of invokes a little bit what um, Eitan was saying. I'll read the whole thing just because I think it's um, it's 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 relevant. Prayer is in the place of sacrifice. Now, we do know two things. One is we know our prayers were patterned after sacrifices, but also in the times of the temple, everyone else also prayed. It wasn't like, oh, they're bringing a sacrifice, I don't have to pray. Prayer was always around, just that our communal prayer is patterned after sacrifices, and therefore, Now, this is the Shulchan Aruch speaking. This is not some nice, fluffy book on the laws of tzvila, or the, the philosophy. He goes, one has to strive to create the same sort of um, observance that one has around prayer, uh, around sacrifice, around prayer. Meaning, 
When one brings a sacrifice integral to the sacrifices, one has their correct intentions. They're bringing this for the purposes, for God, etc. So to one praise, you have to have be very focused and very very focused and driven that this is what I'm doing it for. He says, a sacrifice is always brought standing, so that's where standing comes from in Tvila. Um the same way when it comes to, to a, uh, a sacrifice, there are d- defined and unique places where one brings each sacrifice. So too, one should have a set place to daven. Now, I don't think he's talking about a, a makab kavua. That's a different halacha. I think he's talking about you should have your set, your set, your set shul. You should be davening in a place, not you know, a random house minion because it's more convenient. Um, then he says, You should have nice uh, clothing that are unique for prayer, which is now going a step beyond how one should dress, I mean, appropriate or inappropriate, but even have unique clothing for prayer, which may be where the gartel, the hat, the jacket might come in, meaning we see an opening for that here. Why? The same way the Kohen Gadol wore his uh, suit jacket all year round, or whatever he was wearing, his toga, I don't know what they're wearing in Second Temple Judaism, but then for the avoda, when he had to serve, he put on special vestments. So you seeming you should put something different in the gun for diving as well. Maybe that's what the talus is. That, that's nothing we're not getting there. We're not there yet. We'll get there. <laughs> but that's where well, that's where the um, that's where the um, that's where the um, uh, the talus could come from. Okay. Okay. So that's step one. Step two is, so what, how exactly, I think before we even get to the fancy davening clothing, what is considered appropriate clothes for davening? So the Rambam says very simply, Tukun HaMabushim Ketzad, what is it, what do you, how do you want to dress? So he starts going on how he wants to dress, and then he says, uh, but, um, so one should not have their legs revealed, their leg revealed. That's the way people in that place don't typically wear that sort of clothing. And I think that the, the, the key... So let me, let me, let me, you can have your comments afterwards. Let me, let me get to this. The, um, I think the idea, the idea is, and it's, we're not going to have time to really go through it all throughout, is the way people typically dress, and we'll see in a minute where, that's what's going to define what's appropriate for davening. Meaning to say the whole idea is you should have respect. If no one dresses like an Eskimo, so you can't say, oh, because I'm more covered up, that's covered for davening. The same goes the other way around. If people typically don't wear short sleeves, so then that's, and that's how it's going to be defined. We're not going to, it's not, I think when you look through the various post and there's, everyone's giving different measurements and trying to extrapolate different things, we'll see in a minute. They're really just, I think, driving at the same point, and that's what's considered respect. So how do you define it? The Arkham Shulkan says, the way people typically walk on the streets. Okay, certain ways people, I don't think it means for exercise, I think in a normal, everyday wear. The Mishnah has, has a more stringent approach, and he says, no, it's the way you go meet an Adam Chashev, an important person. I think there, you have a vastly different approach. You know, the Tamina of Chef, they, they wear ties in the Daven. Because you know, when you go meet the president, you wear a tie. You wear a tie. Uh, according to the Yorch HaShulchan, it's just what's typically worn. That's what's respectful. Then Jews Van Hago says it, it goes, people nowadays don't wear hats. Because that's all backwards. We have to look at what the Jews wear. Ah, and the Jews who wear hats, that's who we go by. So he, like, he tries to have both ends here, but okay, fine. But the point is that I think it's the way people typically dress when they walk on the streets, which, which is, how is that? So again, that's, that's, up, that's up to, I think, every, every community is going to be different. Although, I would say it's probably somewhere in between the way you typically dress in the street versus me and Adam Chashiv. That's probably a fair point to meet it. I think people typically wear jackets. That's where, that's where it can come up from. And it's interesting, the Mishtabura writes, 
that if you're not wearing a jacket, it, and, well, this is a, if the shliach tzibur is not wearing a jacket at Mariv, then he has to wear a talus. That he says. And that he says comes from Kavod Tzibor. You Me- can put a talus on at night. Uh, yeah, you do. Mishnah says you should. Certainly, you know, and that's, and we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to move into there in a second. But the, um, the, I think, again, the way to define it is the way pip- people typically dress when they walk on the street. So in your community, people wear shorts. I, there's definitely rules to say you can wear shorts. Again, part of it, I think there's, a, uh, there's also, as we said, there's a, there's a need to dress nicer for davening. And I don't know how appropriate it is to wear shorts, but that's what it is. That's, that's, what you, that's, ter- that's certainly okay. That's certainly okay. Short shorts are probably not okay. But shorts, you know, up to the knees, that would be okay. That being said, there's a difference between the per- people davening in the congregation and those davening for the Amr. The Shulchan Aruch, if you look back, the Shulchan Aruch points out, Shil Tzibur is Shulchan. If it's a Shil Tzibur, who's, who their, their profession is a, they, they're a ritual slaughterer. They shouldn't wear their dirty work, work, work clothes to be the Shil Tzibur. We basically can't do so. Meaning to say, if you someone who's going to wear uh, sullied clothing, we say you can't be the Shliat Tzibur unless you're going to change. Because the Shliat Tzibur represents the congregation. They're the representative, they're the intermediary, if you will, between everyone else and, and the Tzfilah. They have to have not just kavod for, for the David, but also kavod for the Tzibur as well. Which is why we kind of crank up the level of kavod for the Shliat Tzibur over the rest of the congregation. Which is why the Shliat Tzibur, we say, should always be doing a tifa with his talus, not just wear a talus, but over their head. The entire davening. Everyone else, it seems to imply if you're at the Atam and Chachim, you should do so. Otherwise, they're very important davening, which we'll discuss at some point. The Shil Tzibor should always be doing a tifa because, again, you're representing the congregation. That's also why the Shil Tzibor should wear a talus at least two out of three davenings. Although, honestly, I think, first, certainly, if you're wearing, a, if someone's davening Mincha Marev, they shouldn't take the talus off. I think that's just, that, 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 I think that's wrong. That's, that shouldn't be done because it's a cover for the tzibur to wear the talus and they're taking it off because I don't think you should do so. There are many places that don't wear talus at night, although we just pointed out if you're not wearing a jacket, you probably, Mr. Bruce said you should wear a talus. But when it comes to the shliat tzibur, the, um, we definitely, we certainly see that there's this need to, um, there's this need to dress nicer. And then, what, and especially when it comes to shorts. So this is where the, the, the whole discussion with shorts comes up. The, the Mishnah in in Megillah says that someone who's a uh, pocheach shouldn't lead services. What's a pocheach? So Rashi says right away, someone whose legs are uncovered. The Rambam says, no, it's someone whose arms are uncovered. Whose arms are uncovered. What are they getting at? I think they're probably, you know, you have two different, you have, you have, you have uh, Cairo and you have Twa, France and Egypt. Depending on where you are, what's considered proper kavod, the Eli Rabbah basically says it's, it's both of them. And that's the way we see the Paskin. One should not, one should not, one should at least, he's, the way he says it actually is interesting. He says that at least it should be covering your knees, up to your knees, up to your knees. Meaning lower legs seemingly okay, up to the knees, w- w- as long as the knees are covered, then that's considered your legs are covered, which is why Rabbi Reese, Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Yonah Reese, uh, gave me the psaac that someone who's wearing, sh- ideally people someone wearing shorts should not lead, but if that's the person who gets at the lead, then they have to at least cover their knees. If it's not cover their knees, so then they should not lead, lead because again, you're representing the congregation, you have to dress with a certain, uh, a certain reverence for the congregation as well. So to sum up what we have so far is, when it comes to everyone else, when it comes to people in the crowd, first people should wash before davening if they can. When it comes to dressing, you should dress. Again, some indicate even nicer for davening. At the very least, dress the way you'd walk in the street. Um, I think a certain wearing, no, 
The rest of what you'd walk on the street. The Mishavur says even the way you meet an Adam Chashiv, it's definitely meritorious to try to dress a little nicer, to wear some sort of jacket, if you can. And if you're the Shulet Tzibur, certainly you should, you should be um, wearing a talus if you're not wearing a jacket. You know, it's interesting, because it's Rambam, the, some Sephardi places, they won't let, if you're wearing short sleeves, they won't let you daven. I was once in a Sephardi shul in the middle of Yerushalayim and went daven, and some, you know, some guy gets up there, probably a taxi driver gets up there in short sleeves, and he pulls out sleeves next to the ombud, and he puts sleeves on. It's coming from this, it's coming from this approach. Um, and then it comes to shorts, so again, for the congregation, you can, you can, you can just determine that for yourself. Uh, it's probably not the best, but again, there's definitely room to make up. When it comes to the Shalat Sibor, certainly has to cover the knees, but above the knees, I think, is inappropriate once you're not diving that way. And lastly, this is an interesting source to quote, although we shouldn't misuse it, the Rav Yashiv, the great post of who, in Yerushalayim, he says as follows, V'af im yafsit tefillah b'tzibor, al yedei shim yam d'yishat l'tzarach hakavan, a person realizes they can either go daven wearing, I don't know, they're, they're sleeveless, or go home and change, they're going to miss the field of the He says, Preparing properly for daven, dressing appropriately to meet the king, that's a din, halacha, gemurah. So he's taking a side here, which we shouldn't misuse this. He says, davening b'tzibor, the Shulchan Aruch uses the interesting word of yishtadl, a person should strive to. Doesn't say it's an obligation. Said you should strive to. As the Shechter says, if you dive with Tzibur, you're much more likely to be able to answer. So you want to. When the Shulchan Aruch says Yishtadel, it seems to imply it's only uh, one should strive to. Whereas when it comes to the way one dresses before they daven, it's an actual dinner in Shulchan Aruch. And therefore, when, if it's about preparing for davening, dressing appropriately for davening, versus daven b'minyan, one should dress appropriately for davening and not go to minyan according to the, according to the, the um, Rabbi Yashif. But just to know that's the wrong idea here, Ramosha reads Yishtadel to be, it's a, it's a, it's a din, mikra hadin. The other place that the, the Shulchan Aruch brings up the word Yishtadel is also dressing in, in nicer clothing for Shabbos, wearing Shabbos clothing. It's Yishtadel as well. So again, you should strive to, is that mikra hadin, is that, is that just a nice thing to do? The way the Ramosha Paskins is that as well. It's that mikra hadin, one has to wear nicer clothing for Shabbos, which we both see it come from the same, the same place. The idea of that on Shabbos, we have a closer connection to God, we should dress nicer. And on, during Tefillah, we're encountering God with a closer connection to God, and we should dress nicer as well. I wish you all a wonderful week.